Hello everyone, this is episode 620 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, January, February, March, April 26th, 2019. I'm your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I've got a handful of indie games to talk about, including Crash Bots, Super Weekend Mode, and Giga Wrecker Alt. And uh, in addition to that, I have at least one movie to talk about. That's pretty much it. Before I get to all that, though, I want to talk about Attack the Backlog because a new episode will be coming out this Sunday. It'll be about Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, which I played through. However, this will be a first in Attack the Backlog history, the very short history that is Attack the Backlog. This first I'm referring to is that this will be the first time I've recorded an episode about a game I have not finished. And the reason why I have not finished Turok is not because I didn't have the time, but because I got to a point in the game where I was so frustrated and annoyed and no longer enjoying the experience that I decided to put the game down and be done with it. And I struggled with this for a short period of time as to whether or not I needed to finish it for Attack the Backlog. And then I came to the realization, the acceptance for myself, that I don't have to finish any of these games. It's not about me finishing games in my backlog. It's about me playing games in my backlog that I never got around to. And in some cases, I'll go back and I'll play a game that I realize I don't like. And there's no reason that I need to spend more time with a game that I'm not enjoying than I would otherwise just for this series. You know, it's it's about attacking the backlog. And sometimes a, a game should be killed before it finishes. You know, if I did this, if I followed this earlier, I might not have finished El Shaddai or Mirror's Edge but at the same time those games didn't annoy me to the level that Turok ended up annoying me and it's strictly due to the archaic design of Turok and the way it doesn't guide you or help you uh, figure out where you're going and that the auto mapping isn't complete it doesn't it doesn't fully auto map the environment and when i hit level five and i'll I'll get to all this in more much more detail not much more detail in more detail when i record the actual episode when you hear that episode but when i hit the catacombs which is just a giant maze i spent more time in it than i would like without achieving much of anything and the fact that enemies just keep respawning made it so that I couldn't even just slow down and check everywhere. I always had to be on my toes because enemies would be coming after me and I have to worry about my health and my ammo and all that crap. So I decided to just put it down then. And I think that is a a good thing for both me and you. Why is it a good thing for you? I don't know. I'm just saying that because I want to say it. It's good for you because it means 
if I am not enjoying a game, I'm not going to keep playing it and get so angry and potentially upset with it that I'm just very volatile and can't uh, come up with any kind of constructive feedback for the game where I'll just be like, this effing sucks, F this, F that, I effing hate this, what an effing, like, you know, I don't want to be that mean to a game. I want to be able to say, you know, I was enjoying it to this point, I enjoyed these aspects, but then I hit this wall or I hit this thing or whatever, and because of that, I lost all momentum with the game or what have you. Um, I think that's good. And also I've decided that, and this is, this is somewhat funny because I haven't even done a single episode so far, but I'm scratching attack the crap log and I'm just throwing all of those types of games into attack the backlog because I, I don't think it's good. Like the reason why I thought of the idea, attack the crap log and playing through bad games was just because I thought attack the crap log was a very funny i mean not very funny it's just a really dumb alternate version of attack the backlog that also just happens to rhyme uh enough i know people will be some people will be stickler about rhyming nope it has to be exact it has to be no it doesn't it just needs to sound fairly similar but um i'm opting to not single that out and separate it because I don't want to go into any game already expecting it to be bad. Sure, there are games that have been ridiculed by many people and games that probably if there was a Rotten Tomatoes for gaming that would have a 0% where nobody liked them in any way. But you never know. There are always those games that I could like that everyone else doesn't like. It's possible. I mean, there are plenty of games that are beloved by a lot of people who uh, that I don't like, or, or vice versa. Like, plenty of people don't like Red Dead Redemption 2. I love it. Plenty of people love Metal Gear Solid 4. I fucking hate it. And that is my favorite franchise. I should love it. But I hate it. And I especially hate Chapter 4, which is super pandering. And I should love that, right? I should eat that shit up. Because it's given me all these... Uh, things that I remember from one of my favorite games of all time. But I just found that to be so shitty. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, there, there are games that aren't hated or considered terrible, but I really love. And the one I always come back to, I don't know why I always come back to this game, but the one I come back to always is The Club, which was a last-gen game. It was published by Sega. I think it was made by. Is it, is it not not Visual Concepts? Uh, Bizarre Creations. I think. I think the Project Gotham Racing team. I, I may be wrong there, but I think that's who developed the game, which was very interesting to see them go from a, a car racing game to a kind of racing third-person arcade shooter high score thing like it's a very fun fast-paced game that i wish would hit backward compatibility because i'd love to revisit it 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 was just a lot of fun and i don't remember why people shit on it a lot maybe it just didn't have enough depth i I don't remember but i 
probably put a dozen hours into it and I had a blast with it. I, I really, really liked the club. Um, so yeah, that, that is the one that I always come back to for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know. But then, you know, even things like Crackdown 2, sure, it's not, it's pretty derivative. It's not a big change at all. I still enjoyed it. It was, it was fine. I, the only thing I hated about it were, were the, the moving orbs. Trying to think if there's any. I'm trying to think if there's a real glaring like yes, this game was hated, but I loved it. Yeah, Blood Omen Two. I think that was in like six. I can think of games that are in the the six range that I really enjoy, but I don't know about anything below that. <laughs> anything. Gotta think. Gotta think. I don't. I mean, I don't have to think. I am thinking the the Captain America first Avenger game not terrible it was fine which is I think the the scores that it got like in the sixes so I'm right on that on that ballpark with them what am I talking about but yeah so that's what to look forward to with attack the backlog you'll you'll start I don't know how soon you'll start seeing but you might see some shitty games in there and yeah i need to i need to get that cushion going though i've been so busy that i haven't been able to build up a cushion and i want that because i still like i i want to have a cushion before i do the episode for resident evil remake and i want to get through that so bad so that i can start playing resident evil 2 son of a damn it I was going to say God damn it, and then I opted not to, and then I was going to say son of a bitch, and then I didn't want to. Now I've said both, and also something really dumb, which was son of a damn it. All right. Anywho, that's enough of Attack the Backlog. If you have questions about Attack the Backlog, feel free to ask me if you want. I don't know. I don't know what the hell kind of questions you would have. There's not questions for it. Um, so, yeah. I need to I need to turn on my PS4 again because I have a folder full of games that are my backlog games that are PS4 only or PS4 and PC only, and I need to see what's in there. There could be a, some good shorties in there to get through. Anyway, uh, let's get to what I've been playing. So, uh, Crash Bots is a game from Sometimes You. The infamous publisher behind many, many shitty games and some very easy achievement slash uh, platinum trophy games. I think the, the most infamous game from them is Energy Cycle. I think that's what it's called, which had uh, the, the key art being like a, a fat blue cat with like lightning bolts on it or something. I don't know. I never played it, but I remember it being talked about for being a real easy set of achievements and all that i played though a fair share of their games you know i've gotten codes for many and they're often really shitty uh where what was that one called some weird adventure game that had uh, but uh they made a lot of crap and crash bots is not crap it's not great but it's it's okay it is a uh, kind of endless run. There is an endless mode that is lane-based, similar to stuff like 
what was it, Subway Surfers, Temple Run, uh, Minions Rush, or, or stuff like that. Though instead of it being from the perspective of uh, being directly behind the character you're controlling, it's more of an isometric view, you know, uh, and um, instead of it being strictly lane-based, like where you can you move from lane to lane, you are able to freely move between the three lanes. And you're going through these areas. You can, you play as a robot. You can unlock other robots by collecting parts throughout the campaign. And you can use a jetpack. You can slide. And you can shoot a weapon. And you can build up power-ups that make you boost for a short period of time. And then shoot out like a shotgun blast. A spread blast that will take out a lot of uh, enemies, boxes, etc. And your goal for the the missions, the levels in the campaign mode involve destroying all the boxes in a level, collecting all the coins in a level, destroying all the targets in a level, um, a few other things. You, know, you get a bonus for going through it without ever getting hit. There are extra missions that will grant you coins that are like, okay, get through a level with having 50% uh, energy left because you spend energy when using your jetpack or shooting or I think sliding as well uh, and you can pick up batteries while you're playing through um, and also if you take damage you lose energy so energy is important to, to manage and then you can use the coins you earn in the campaign mode to unlock or to upgrade uh, the, the robots you can increase their shield capacity uh, how much damage they take, how much damage they uh, put out, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, in the campaign mode, you unlock new areas by collecting the stars. That's the only way you collect areas, so that's the thing you need to be focused on most of all when completing the levels. And then in addition to the campaign mode, there is an endless mode, which is exactly what it sounds like, where you're just running endlessly until you die, no more energy. And that's it. And it's all right. I like. I don't know what else to say. Well, like it's. If you like those types of game, it's probably worth checking out. Given sometimes uses track record, I'm assuming it's on the cheap side, so it it won't cost you much. And it's not terrible. It doesn't look all that great. Uh, but it plays well enough i do wish it was a three lane game though i wish it was just that i could use the d-pad the d-pad is doesn't function at all uh, so you have to use the analog stick and that's fine that makes sense given that the movement is it's free movement it's not lane based uh to that degree but i do kind of wish it was that way because i i like those games i got way into subway surfer more than I should have. I never put any money into it, but I really got into that. And I played a decent amount of Minion Rush or whatever it's called because it's a Windows game with achievements. So, of course, I'm going to play it. But um, I like those happy games, and I just I wish it played a bit more like that because I feel like, I don't know, I, I enjoy those mechanically instead of the free movement where I can, I can quickly move from place to place but yeah that's crash bots which is on xbox one i'm assuming ps4 and maybe switch I, i'm not i'm not sure if sometimes you as 
put their games on Switch, but I'm assuming they have. Uh, but I played it on Xbox One, and yeah, it's it's not bad. Which, in, in regards to a, um, sometimes you game that's a high praise. And the other game I played was Super Weekend Mode, which is from a publisher whose name is like Rakajashirulaja. And when I saw the publisher and I got the code, I thought to myself, that name looks familiar. And I didn't realize until I played through the game, unless I'm completely wrong, but given what happened with this game that was very similar to another game I played, I'm pretty sure it had to be the same publisher. And what I am alluding to is that after playing a little bit of super weekend mode i checked my achievements just for the hell of it and realized i had already earned uh, 700 of a thousand achievement points and then i realized unless i'm wrong again i didn't double check this or not i'm just assuming because how could it happen with two different publishers um that this is the same publisher that put out metagal which gave a very easy 1000 achievement points and this also gives a very easy 1,000 achievement points that I also achieved. Uh, I don't feel right saying I achieved it, though. But what makes Super Weekend Mode frustrating, whereas Metagal was frustrating or just disappointing in that it was a shameless Mega Man clone and not a very good one, Super Weekend Mode is different, and I like it conceptually. Maybe it's a clone of a game that I just don't know that I haven't played. But it's the only game I've played of this kind. You control two paddles. And it's just a basic arcade mode. You you fight a boss. And then when you kill the boss, you move on to the next area and fight another boss. And while this is happening, uh, I believe there are hearts that are falling down from the screen. And you can move these two paddles uh, between left and right on either side of the screen. So the, the screen is cut down the middle, basically. Just It's not literally cut down the middle, but you have your two paddles, and there are four spaces. And each paddle can move between the, the two spaces. So the, the paddle on the left can move between the far left and the mid left, and then the one on the right, far right, mid right. And you're moving these things, and you want to catch the hearts as they're falling down. And when you have free time, put those paddles in the middle to shoot at the boss. And as you keep playing, you'll run into skulls that you want to just avoid. Let them fall to the ground. And then there are these, like, I think some kind of animals or something that you don't want to catch them with your paddle, but you don't want to let them fall either. You want to hit them with the side of your paddle. So it becomes very like the the it becomes uh, very time sensitive in your movements uh you have to be your your reaction time has to be very quick uh pretty early on you know the the difficulty ramps up quickly but not quick enough that you would be unable to get the <laughs> achievements in the game but um the, the problem with the game is that the way it's set up and structured just it doesn't have much in terms of legs. You know, I played it a few times, 
and I enjoyed it mechanically, but I think they ramp up the difficulty too quickly, and I would like more options or modes with this type of gameplay. Some kind of multiplayer would be fun too, but it's just this very simple single-player arcade mode where you just go boss after boss after boss, and it seems like difficulty-wise, the only thing that changes is that the boss has more health between the the three difficulties. You can pick your character who all have special abilities, which is nice. Um, but it just it feels like you know the early concept of a game that could maybe be interesting. You know, if they ever made another one or something, I'd be interested in checking it out. But what's there is very shallow and yeah, I, you know, I put maybe a half hour into it, and I'm good. I don't really have much desire to play any more of it. I got my achievements, which I didn't even care about. But yeah, I, I'm I'm disappointed in this one because I can see a great game in it. Whereas with Metagal, I was disappointed because it was just a bad game. So this is this is a worse kind of disappointment. And then the last game I played is. Giga Wrecker Alt, which is from Game Freak, the makers of Pokemon, right? I'm right in thinking this, right? Uh, and this is a Metroid-esque game that uh, is okay so far. I'm not a fan of the art. I hate this kind of aesthetic because the way it, it just looks so disjointed for me, like the, the, the difference between the environment and the characters, they don't feel like they belong and they don't feel like they're in place they just feel like they're stand like they, they just feel like two separate things that are put on top of another the, the characters just look like they're thrown on top of this environment and i i don't like that so visually i'm not a fan of it and even just it from an artistic standpoint ignoring the aesthetic of it i, I don't like it stylistically and some of the texture work and stuff like that. But gameplay-wise, it's all right. You know, it's that old Metroid thing where you're moving through the environment. Some doors will be closed. You can come back to them later. There are quick travel, uh, fast travel points, save points. You can't save anywhere. You have to save at specific points. You play as this young girl who... This is a world where these robotic beings came from who knows where nobody knows for sure and they quickly overthrew the humans and now the humans that are left if they're too old they're just killed i believe and then the young ones are thrown into slavery until they're of no use anymore and he plays a young girl who was in hiding she's 19 years old a another girl comes to save her you assume but then since she triggers the alarm and the robots are, are coming after her she says, I'm sorry, but in order to save the human race, you're like a good person, but in order to save the human race, I have to kill you. Then she shoots her in the arm before being taken away. And then this wacky doctor comes in and he's like, oh, you've only got like four to five minutes to live. It sucks to be you. Unless, of course, an awesome doctor just happened to show up. <laughs> Guess what? I'm a pretty fucking awesome doctor. And then he gives her a metal arm and changes other parts of her physiology she now has like sensors in her eyes and her brain has shit in it whatever and 
then from the, the little bit I've played so far, you're you're going around figuring out the environment for your doctor friend since he uh, saved your life. And yeah, it's it's all right. So the gameplay after you play through the initial tutorial as the girl who ends up shooting the the girl you play as your arm can punch through certain objects and one of the things i like about the objects is that they're robot enemies in the environment but you can punch in a, a, a big boulder or a column and you can send it crashing on the enemies and that will actually kill them so i like the way the environment interacts with the the care with the enemies uh you can punch the environments the the destructible pieces in certain ways that will create bridges that you can walk on to get to a new area so i like that as well um you later get an ability to collect a lot of debris into a giant ball you carry around and then you could throw it at enemies and it'll come back like a boomerang which is pretty fun so mechanically i like it it's it's fun you know it's just that i don't like looking at it which sucks but uh i've only played it for maybe like an hour and a half or so but i'm enjoying it uh, nothing too crazy has happened so far and story-wise i'm not a fan of the writing i'm at the point where i'm, I'm pretty sure i'm just gonna start skipping everything but uh yeah it's it's not bad i, I need to definitely put more time into it i don't want I, I haven't spent anywhere enough time into it to really say anything too definitively about it other than so far, I'm enjoying it, but I wish it looked better. I'm not a fan of I just don't like the way it looks for for many reasons. But again, that is Giga Wrecker Alt. That's on Xbox One. I think it's on all platforms. Uh, but it's nice that it's on Xbox One. Speaking of being on Xbox One or not being on Xbox One, fuck Persona 5S or whatever that shit is called. We like Musu games here too. Why can't you give us this shit? What's wrong with you? Sons of bitches. Uh, anyway, that will do it for what I've been playing, what I've been watching. So there, there's probably nothing that disappoints me more when watching a movie than a movie that starts off really strong and then loses steam about halfway through and then just putters out and like, it's just super disappointing. And I felt that way rewatching the first Hellboy movie from Guillermo del Toro. I, I was really enjoying it for the first half. And then I, I think probably around the, the point where Liz comes into play, I started to care about it less and less uh, when the the new guy and Liz go out on their date and Hellboy's following them. I'm like, oh God, why is this? It's just God, This is taking too long. I don't like this. I think also Selma Blair doesn't, have much to do or she's i don't know if she's a good actress i can't think of anything where i'm like oh man some of players really good in this like she was in that weird movie with what cameron diaz and uh christina applegate i think called the sweetest thing where they got it they like saying a song about dicks and balls or something in a restaurant and then everyone else started singing with them or just clapping with them which is like the really weird risque version of the scene from my best friend's wedding it's just is weird. And I, I don't love the movie for that, but I do love that scene because it's just fucking weird. But yeah, like she doesn't do much and I, I don't like her character at all. 
And yeah, like Ron Perlman is fantastic as Hellboy. But story-wise, about halfway through, I just lost interest. Which is really disappointing to realize. Because uh, I thought I loved that movie. I, I remember loving the first movie. But maybe this is just a thing with Guillermo del Toro. Which scares me to go back and watch Blade 2. Am I going to like not like that now? I don't know. But I think back to Mimic. Which had a really strong first half or so. And then once they're all in the subway. It's like, ugh. This is just another shitty monster movie. Um, but then I also watched uh, Hellboy 2 up to a point. And I still feel the same way I felt about that the first time I watched it, which is uh, not good. I, I don't I don't like Hellboy 2. I've never liked Hellboy 2. Sure, there are a lot of really fun creature designs. So what? Of course, Guillermo del Toro is very good at creatures. The Shape of Water is not a good movie, but the creature is fucking awesome. But it's not a good movie. Pacific Rim. I guess the I don't know if I like the way the robots look in that, but I don't remember. I don't remember the creatures either. I don't like that movie. I think that movie is dumb as shit. And I know people say that's the point. It's good dumb as shit. Eh, it's not good dumb as shit to me at least. It could be your kind of dumb shit, not my kind of dumb shit. But yeah, other than that, watch a few other things. Like I rewatched The Fugitive. I was like, oh, this is still a good movie. I like this. Watch Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, right? Not Guess Who's Coming Home to Dinner. Like, oh, this is still really good. And super sad because Spencer Tracy died like 10 days after that film wrapped. That's sad to think about. And then the last thing I watched was Corpse Ride, because I remember, I only ever watched it in the theater, and I remember who I watched that with. I watched it with my first partner and some of her friends, and I was not a fan of it. They all really liked it going out, but I was like, ah, oh, it's okay. I'm like, it's just okay. I'm like, yeah, it's just okay. Tim Burton, you know, he's kind of shitty now. And I rewatched it now, I was fucking bored out of my goddamn mind. The music was shit. And just I, I wasn't a fan of the 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 world that was created most of the time. The the dead world is way more interesting because there's actually color in there. Um, but yeah, Corpse Ride sucks. It should stay dead. And I'm getting rid of my copy because I had a copy I got cheap from Half Price. That's the thing I'm doing. Look at these movies. Like oh, I've got a bunch of movies and plenty that I got for cheap at half price. And there are plenty there that are fine, but I don't need to keep fine movies. Just because they're a few bucks doesn't mean I need to get them. Stop it, Mark. Stop it. You're being stupid. I also rewatched Point Break. And I remember thinking it's way better than it is. But it's, you know what it has going for it? It has Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze is great. And also had Gary Busey when he was still not terrible. But it had Patrick Swayze. And I like Patrick Swayze. But the writing is fucking awful in it. I'm now questioning whether or not I actually think Fast and the Furious is a worse movie that is just a ripoff. I, I now don't know. I think Fast and the Furious, while not a great movie, is better overall than Point Break. The first Fast and the Furious, of course. Um, speaking of Gary Busey, if you've, never, if you've never seen the Buddy Holly story, 
I highly recommend it. It's a great movie. And it's just weird seeing Gary Busey as Buddy Holly playing and singing with brown hair. It's just, it's, it's weird. You know, it's weird. Especially what he's become now, the fucking psychopath who used to come into random commercials and scream like a madman. I don't know if he still does that. Anywho, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Kuznez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are both available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I do want to give a shout-out to Pixelated Paranormal. Because people like it, you know. People are into paranormal shit, and they, and they like the show. But I just want to give a shout out to Sean because Sean is good people. Sean always, Sean also, always, also, always surprises me when he randomly on Facebook if there's like some kind of thing going on in Chicago, bad weather or this or that, like the the chemical spill or whatever happened in pretty North Illinois, right by the Wisconsin border a few days ago. Um, He'll send me a message on Facebook just to see if I'm all right. Like, like no one really does that. So the fact that he does it, like, it just, it confuses me to some extent. Any Anytime someone shows any bit of concern for me, I'm like, why? <laughs> so, yeah. Sean's good people. And Sean is the mastermind behind pixelated paranormal he's not the only one but is he no he's not but uh yeah if you're into paranormal shit check it out i've never been on and i never will because i'm not a paranormal person the only reason i would ever be on pixelated paranormal is if they wanted a skeptic to be skeptical uh and fight them on shit i wouldn't fight them on shit but like oh you guys are so stupid for believing this i would just question everything they're saying they, they would say this or that and i'd be like but, but why? Like this, couldn't it be this, this, or this, or this, or whatever? I remember them wanting me to come on a few times because they thought maybe I knew something about some Chicago-based bird boy, bat boy. I don't know. There's some thing, I guess. I don't pay attention to that shit. Anyway, that's it. Uh, moving on. If you'd like to check out the art I make, but before you you check out that, you can also watch the video version of this here show or attack the backlog over at youtube.com slash pixelated sausage where you can also see anime reviews and what have you. If you'd like to check out the art I make though, you can go over to pxsart.com and see it all there. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and Anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed this here episode. And thank you for listening, too. If you're a listener, uh, F me. Just F me. I'm an idiot. Um, but thank you, regardless of how you consume the show. And have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely weekend. Bye.